This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are recording this podcast in our hotel room in San Diego. Shelby, tell them where we are and what room we're in. Let's go. Well, no, we're not doing, uh, we're not doing that. Well, we can always say it later when we're not in the room. Okay. But uh, we're here, obviously, because Arizona defeated San Diego State today in the first football game of the season here in San Diego. Um, defeated is a pretty... Kick the crap, Shelby. Yeah, like a very light word. It was basically... I saw how you acted earlier today. You annihilation. don't need to be classy. I don't need to be classy. <laughs> oh, the final score was, Jason... Arizona, 100. Soon. No, no it was 30, 38 to 20. 38 to 20. And honestly, we all watched it. It should have been higher than that. But we will get to that point. Uh, this is our first post-game actual Arizona football recap in the podcast together because we started in December in basketball season. Mm-hmm. So it is not a question format. We're going topic format tonight. And there's a lot of things to cover. Yeah, this is also our first podcast after a football win in 48 years. Ever. Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot to cover. And Shelby, naturally, it makes sense. To cover this ridiculous San Diego heat. I have never said that before today. I know. We believe it's cooler in Tucson right now than it is even look, right now. Look, I believe it's called a mea culpa. Okay. I was on this podcast. Yep, you were. And I said, ha, ha, ha. Your son is irrelevant. Not your child. I love all, all people's children. But the sun, <laughs> the sun and the heat was irrelevant. No big deal. And then I was like, yesterday we were in San Diego, and I was like, yeah, it's it's hot. It's a little humid. I get it. We were down in, in the OB having a, a little beer, fish taco action, and you know, it was a little humid, but whatever, not too bad. And then we're driving to the stadium at about 10 a.m., and it's 94 degrees already. And I'm like, okay, this is different. And then we walk to the press box, which was a decent walk away, and I'm like, okay, it's hot. And then we go upstairs. <laughs> the sun is covering the whole first row of the press box. We were in the third row, thankfully, but it's an outdoor press box. And within 10 minutes, I was sweating and I was like, all right, this, this is real. It was sweltering, guys. No AC. Outdoor press box are great in San Diego when the weather's good. I just want to point out that I've now been in two outdoor press boxes in San Diego. The first one was the Holiday Bowl where it rained all over the computers and stuff. The second one was today where it was uh, hot as shit, to put, it, to put it bluntly. I sweat quite a bit. I'm a, I'm a sweater. And, I am uh, not. Shelby's not, but like... We learned that today. I, I don't sweat, and I, that's probably why yeah. in the heat I just die. 
I'm not exaggerating when I say that the men in the press box were taking turns walking to the bathroom to A, wipe off the sweat, and B, it was the only air-conditioned room in the press box. So we were literally just walking in and taking a breather. Uh, they ran out of water. <laughs> the press box yeah. was not prepared. We'll get to that in a minute, but the press box wasn't prepared. But there it was, was hot. It was hot. And so, it was a factor. It was absolutely a factor. It was a factor from the second that San Diego State ran out and said, you know what? Let's wear all black uniforms. Yeah, that was a mind-blowing <laughs> like, moment for me because the home team picks the uniforms. And Arizona was like, oh, well, in that case, let's wear all white uniforms. And, and then they said to their fans, let's wear all white Arizona clothing. And San Diego State's like, no, let's bring the black. Let's bring the heat. Let's bring that dark red. And uh, in the first quarter, Shelby taps me on my shoulder and says, look at the linebacker. His hands are on his hips. He was huffing. And they were in the red zone, and his hands were on his hips. And there are multiple San Diego State players with their hands on their hips. And at no point did I say, man, Arizona looked gas. And at the end of the game, we asked Jaden Delore and Jacob Cowing, and Cowing says, and I was laughing because it's true, he goes, no, like, so what they do is they have exercise, they have, like, workout groups, and they do it in the middle of the afternoon on purpose. And the quarterbacks and receivers go – at like 1230 to push sleds in the Tucson weather. And 105 degrees. And it's been super humid. And so Cowing was like, no, this, like, whatever. It wasn't a big deal at all. And Jerry Roberts was asked about the weather, and he was the most honest, and he said, absolutely. Like, I don't think they're ready for us, and I don't think they're ready for the weather. But, you know, I'm not saying it was a difference between winning and losing. Obviously, there's a, a lot more that goes into that than the weather. But, again... I said it wouldn't play a factor, and I don't think there's any doubt it played a factor in this game, Shell. Yeah, San Diego State declined, you could tell quickly. So, I mean, great job for Jedfish and the coaches for getting uh, Arizona prepared. I mean, we naturally have pretty warm weather, maybe just lucky having all that humidity for the monsoons this summer. But, yeah, I mean, we had our butts kicked by it. Pretty much. And credit to, and I don't know if the heat had anything to do with it, if it was just a strategy or whatever it may be, but credit to Jed Fish for basically these long, those long drives early in the game. Um, you know, you take a look. I, I'm pulling it up here because I'm very, I'm very talented, Shelby. You're very um, stat forward. Right. So you take a look at the first quarter, for instance, the time of possession was eight to six. Um, not bad. Second quarter, seven to seven, not bad. Um, then you take a look at the third quarter, and that's when it kind of started to switch. Uh, Arizona 40, and then fourth quarter, Arizona had it for two more minutes. So it wasn't like a a dominant thing, but Arizona, like San Diego State is usually the team that wins time of possession. Their strategy is very straightforward and simple and easy to predict. And Arizona was the team that felt like it was controlling the clock and really making that San Diego State defense work. But we'll get more into the inside, uh, inside into the offense and, uh, and the defense. But before we do, the next topic we want to talk about, because this maybe is for people that were actually at the game, or if people at home may not realize that this thing yeah. that we're going to talk about, is the new stadium. Right. You get a lot of questions. How was the new stadium? Yep. And all How that. was the so, Dragon Slayer Stadium? Right. Everyone called it Dragon Slayer. I think Jerry Roberts tweeted that they slayed the dragon. It's uh, it's a Snapdragon. Right. But whatever. But whatever. It dragon sounds Slayer great. sounds so much better. So 
before we start on the negatives, it is a very pretty stadium. It's gorgeous. It, it kind of just pops up out of nowhere almost. It is a brand new, gorgeous stadium. Now, the issue that you have with the stadium is that you set a drop-dead date. Like, they don't have a choice. The stadium needed to be ready for the game. For no matter, No matter what, that, those gates were opening. So, Shelby and I, when we got into town yesterday at, like, what was it, 4 o'clock? Mm-hmm. We drove by Snapdragon, and uh, we could have walked right in. And they were still doing construction. And I'm not talking about, like, getting ready for the game stuff. No, there was a crane. There was a crane. There were dudes in hard hats. It was actual construction. And the stadium, while pretty and nice, clearly has some negatives. Uh, The first thing was a lot of people that were watching the game on television were saying how empty the stadium was. It was not sold out. I would say, and, and I think the AD even said the other day it wasn't sold out. I think he said they need to sell like 3,000 more tickets. Yeah, but they announced that it was sold out. It was absolutely not sold it out. It was not sold out. And all those people that you didn't see on TV, guess where they were? They were under the concourse where all the food is, like just packed in there like sardines because they were in full sun. And there's literally no shade. There was no plan for shade. I know this is supposed to be a soccer-style stadium, but, you know, even the biggest soccer stadiums in the world have, like, those kind of big overhangs or, like, the sun shades like, I don't care. Something. I don't care how much it costs. They should spend the money to get those giant shades that you just kind of put over the opposing sections and all that. Because uh, it was insane. And so what happens is they move back away from the field and their cheering is meaningless. And they're probably not cheering anyway. Because there's not much to cheer for. But if you're Arizona and you look up in the stands and you only, I just want to point out. You only see Arizona fans. And I heard fans. this. I heard this from more than a few people. Arizona fans didn't leave their seats. Arizona fans were in the sun the whole time. Tommy, Tommy Lloyd <laughs> and Steve Kerr, who could easily afford a box in the stadium, staying in their seats. And Arizona fans, I can't remember. Like Someone may have to help me here. The last time Arizona went football went on the road and you could hear Arizona fans chanting U of A or whatever it may be. Like, I literally, I just don't recall it happening. But it was clear that Arizona, as my boy Rich Rod would say, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And they do say that a lot. And Arizona fans were clearly comfortable being uncomfortable. Beer helps. But the San Diego State fans just didn't know what to do with themselves. And so they were in the concourse. There's no shade. Um, and it's not easy. Like, I get it. You know, and and then late in the game, they you know Arizona went up, and a lot of people started leaving. But you know, it wasn't just that. Like, so one of the parking lots is still gravel. The AD said they didn't want to spend the money just yet. Um, if it ever rains there, it's going to be a shit show. The press box uh, when we got there, Shelby and I were in a row with power. The first two rows didn't have any power until like half an hour before they game time. They literally called the electrician in <laughs> to come put the power on for some of our our fellow Arizona reporter fans, like not fans, Arizona reporters. It was everybody. It was, it was whole, everybody. And then like the the radio room wasn't ready with internet, so um, I don't know if they fixed it. But earlier we had heard that Brian Jeffries had to do the interview with Jetfish after the game by a phone. Usually it's it's in person. Um, there were actually open um, electrical receptacles above us that were just like literally hanging. So basically, I told Jason, the, the this is equated to like when you buy a new house and you build a house from scratch. 
and you move into your new house and you're super excited about it, you may not notice until you do your final walkthrough some of those things that the builder didn't quite finish that they're obligated to finish and they have a year to do. It's just that this stadium didn't have the opportunity to fix those bugs. And so um, they're going to have a lot of little work, a lot of little things to do to fix it up and get it up to the standard. Here's an example. Um, I went to the women's restroom in the press corps and I closed the little stall. And when I tried to exit the stall, I got locked in because they did such a shoddy job with this like piece of wood to kind of meet the little lock that it it just jammed. I, I mean, I've kind of freaked out. I couldn't crawl, I, not that I would have tried, but I couldn't crawl under it. Um, and I'm stuck in this bathroom and there's not a lot of girls up in the press box. I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna be stuck in the box forever and no one's gonna come check on me. So I wound up having to kind of, I, I, might, I had to break the door. Yeah, I, I don't know what that looked like, but I have been calling Shelby the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I had to Hulk smash. Yeah, we said Hulk smash in the elevator. I had to use meet. my whole, like, strength, like, foot braced against and it. And all the women, like, uh, what are they called? I don't know. The women workers were like, oh, poor, we're, so, we're sorry, honey. And the guy, like, the male press guys were like, you're a monster, Shelby. <laughs> I didn't like, want to break In our heads, Shelby picked the door <laughs> off the hinges, threw it across the room, dropped an F-bomb. I mean, yelled, screw you, Aztecs, and then broke the door over her knee. This is a dramatization of what happened. Now, it seems a little you bit You could silly. say, Shelby, that you told that door to put a leash on its bitch. I did. <laughs> I, apparently, this phrase is picked up. Like, Jason has. T shirts? I need t shirts next, guys. T shirts? Apparently, you guys think it's hilarious that I said it to a grown man with his wife standing behind him. Yeah, and while we're at it. Uh, they ran out of water in they the press box. They ran out of water. Also, there was no soap in the bathrooms, which is a little off. And I never wash my hands anyway. Jason. Oh, wait. <laughs> you better wash your hands. It's just, we're not trying to bag on. Yes, on we a, are, I, Shelby. I know operations. That's literally what we're doing. Be quiet. <laughs> operations are difficult. I totally get it. Oh, parking, I, supposedly. Shelby and I got there two hours before. Oh, man. It was It still nightmare. took us like a half an hour, but a lot of people said uh, the parking flow was a nightmare, but it's always been a nightmare at Qualcomm. They're going to be taking notes. They're going to be fixing what they can immediately. We're going to take a list of things they can fix this season. And then there's going to be a list of things that they can't fix until next year or even in the future. So Snapdragon Stadium, I mean, it's gorgeous a stadium, gorgeous just stadium. Got a lot of work it to just do. has some zhuzhing. They need zhuzh. to zhuzh. They need to zhuzh. All right. We got that stuff out of the way. All right. On to football. Offense. Offense. I have notes. <laughs> Offense. So let's just let's just go down. What? The line. Oh, okay. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Shelby had a whole Sapporo beer tonight. I so had one beer. I had coffee and a Coca Cola. So all bets are off, guys. Uh, let's start with Jaden Delora. So I think the common theme in the press box and message boards were a lot of times in college you are as good of a coach as your personnel. And Jedfish called some games last year where even on the board, we're like, yeah, I mean, he called a nice game. Players just, they couldn't execute. Now, there's a lot of football left, but this felt like the game where if Jedfish could call it, this is how he would call it because Jaden Delora was stupid good today. 22 of 35, 299 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. The pick was bad. And honestly, he probably could have had another touchdown or two. And he even said that after the game that he missed uh, 
he missed a few receivers. Like, and he missed some plays. And you want a quarterback to do that. Like, very rarely will you hear a good quarterback say, man, I nailed it today. I was awesome. They usually go, yeah, but there's just, there's more, there's a few I want back. And to, to, to put this into perspective, Arizona's leading touchdown passer last year was Will Plummer with six. Jaden Delora had four. In Jaden Delora's first game at Arizona, Arizona scored more points than any game it did last year. It was 34 against USC in October. And he was just absolutely spectacular. He was only sacked once. It was because it was a bad snap, and he made the right decision. The pick wasn't good. Whatever. You can't expect him to be perfect. But his performance against San Diego State, a solid San Diego State team. Now, when we did the breakdown, we discussed that the secondary wasn't that great, which, you know, I'm not going to pretend like it's a super secondary. But they do have Patrick McMorris at safety, who's awesome. Noah Avenger is pretty good. You know, it's not like they're not talented on this defense and Jaden Delora um, just made the right decisions. His throw for one of the touchdowns to Cowing in the middle of the field was just stupid. I mean, it's just a gorgeous throw and it was that throw. And there was a throw earlier that was in between two defenders that no quarterback on the roster last year could have come close to not, not only completing, but attempting. Like the his the vision is the difference. And the ability is obviously a big difference, but the vision and the throws that he's even attempting are so much different than what Arizona even attempted last year. Correct. All Thank right. you. Moving on, Shell. Moving on. Now, you're only as good if you're quarterback a lot of times as your wide receivers. Right? I agree. Jacob Cowing. Jacob Cowing. He, he showed up today. Uh, you could say that. Eight catches on 10 targets, 152 yards, and three touchdowns. We told you, kids. And I'm not saying that you didn't know also. But we've been saying this all whole offseason. Shelby and I said it in our offensive preview that San Diego State could be surprised by how good Arizona's offense is now because it looks so different. Right? Cowing, eight catches, 152. Singer, six and 52. He had a fumble. Bad decision. Shouldn't have happened. McMillan, three catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. My boy, my man, your man, Tanner McLaughlin Shelby. Team Matt. I don't know what that was. A tight end had a catch today. A tight end. And I did tweet immediately about it. I told the streets. I told the streets that Tanner McLaughlin was a guy to watch. That for all the attention, and rightfully so, that Lines and Burnett were getting, that McLaughlin was really good. He's just a big target. And could easily be the starting tight end on a lot of Pac-12 teams. And Arizona got him to walk on over a scholarship offer from BYU. And BYU knows it's tight ends, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, and their wide receivers only had two drops, according to the stats. Right. And we did say this, too, that there's going to be some ticky-tack mistakes. They are learning. They're learning how to even play together. And we had a reporter from from San Diego come over to our side and was talking to Steve Rivera and wanted clarification on a stat and basically said, how many new players are on this roster compared to last year? 52, I believe 52. the 
well, Steve said 53, but it was 52 or 53. In any case, that's insane. Like, that is a great, great indicator of the coaching level and the personnel. And I talked, you want to know what's crazy is I talked to a coach after the game. I was like, man, your offense was awesome. He goes, we were all right. We were pretty good. Like, they think when they watch this film. They're going to be pissed at themselves. They're going to go back and they're going to be like, no. Like, we miss this guy and that guy or this running back. Like, that's just how they are. And, you know, there were, uh, what can you just really say? There, I mean, T-Mac is as good as advertised. There was the play where Jaden Delora threw it downfield. T-Mac was pushed, shoved, and held and still made the freaking catch. If he didn't make the catch, it would have been P.I. But, I mean, it was uh, it was impressive. And, you know, he... he you know, I want to see him more in that fade game a little bit. Maybe San Diego State was taking that away. And he was able to score more on, like, a crossing pattern. But I like to see that one-on-one matchup. San Diego State was cheating a little bit towards him. But that'll be there uh, eventually. But, I mean, these wide receivers, even the running back passing game. I mean, Michael Wiley had 18 pa- uh, receiving yards. DJ Williams had nine receiving yards. Like, 22 catches on 294 yards. And 121 yards after the catch. A comparison, and I know, you know, San Diego State didn't pass the ball, but those guys didn't have any yards after the catch, really. It was kind of, you catch it, and that's that, except for a couple screen passes. So, overall, the the passing game was just night and day from last year. And maybe we're at the point where I shouldn't even compare it to last year. Yeah, I think we need to stop saying that. I think it's, it is night and day, especially with 52-53 new personnel on your team this year it is not the same team and that is an advantage Arizona has is that the only footage of them is of today and everyone still thinks of Arizona as the bad team from last year and we said it in the preview we said one of the things is like San Diego State has no film on Arizona they don't have film on Arizona's offense when Arizona has personnel and they don't have film on Arizona's defense at all and like it, it just it's going to come as a surprise to people in general and I San Diego State how different this is not last year's Arizona. Like I don't know how many times I have to see it say it. Like there's other reporters like this is a shocking result. And like I picked Arizona to win for a reason. Now we we picked low. We picked, well, well, we picked twenty four <laughs> well, to twenty. We picked twenty four to twenty. So shout out to the twenty. But so like the offense surprised us a little bit, even in their performance. But like it's 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 I get the surprising aspect, and you know I was talking to Shelby and I was like, look, like it it feels weird because you should be like, man, big win, upset, but I could watch that game a hundred times, and Arizona was just clearly better than San Diego State. And I don't know, like, I don't think San Diego State's very good. I'm just going to say it. I think they're going to take a big drop from last year. But even with that being said, Arizona was faster. I think they were bigger, and they were just better. And they had better and so play call. And when, so when you see that early in the game, the result was that Arizona should have won. And that's the difference in the talent gap is that we keep going back to last year. And it, had they won last year with this roster, they had to return the roster and, and one, yeah, that would have been upset. But, like, and I and I know Arizona was favored or underdogs by six points. This is such a different offensive team that when you watch that game, at no point, and I say this a lot with basketball, did I say to myself, San Diego is clearly better than Arizona. Like, you knew in the first ten minutes. Like, it just felt where you what you were watching. If you knew what you were watching, you were saying to yourself, Arizona 
is a better football team than San Diego State. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And better coach. Yes, which we'll get to in a bit. Which we will get to in a bit. Next up is the run, the running backs. Running backs, man, we're just on fire right now, Shelby. Boom! This is gonna be the longest podcast ever. That's okay. It was <gasps> a great day. Oh my god, I'm glad I had a coffee at nine do you need p.m. A, do you need anything in between here? Do you need a couple water? shots, maybe? Wait, Vodka. What? We went downtown and then we didn't feel like parking, which is good because our drunk podcast probably would have been a lot. <laughs> more <laughs> well, a lot more entertaining but yeah. Shelby oh but Shelby just got up she's now breaking the hotel bathroom door Shelby oh, Shelby get back okay so <laughs> great I cannot wait to have this Shelby follow me forever she- uh <laughs> <laughs> uh real quick with the running backs um you know Arizona added DJ Williams and a lot of fans were like why they add another running back we're loaded in the room and I said that the reason to me that was given to me was that DJ Williams was built differently than the other backs, not physically, but his ability to make plays happen. San Diego State does not allow teams to run the ball. They sell out against the run. You are not going to run or even establish the run in any way. They let up an average of 80 rushing yards a game last year. Arizona ran for 162. DJ Williams had 88 and a touchdown. Averaged six yards a carry, which is wild. Jonah Coleman got 13 carries for 40 yards. Only three yards a carry. Not great, but first game ever against San Diego State. Michael Wally, six carries for 31 yards. Five yards a carry. Speedy Luke got four attempts. We were wondering how many touches he would get. He got four. Um, Didn't do a lot with him. I think he would have gotten more. I expect him to get more in the future. Maybe they could come up with different ways to get him in the passing game a little bit. But Arizona was able to establish the run. 4.2 yards to carry is solid. And I like the play calling because Arizona basically went out and said, we are establishing the run. We're going to really work on it. And Jed Fish had somewhat of a cocky comment. I don't think he even meant for it to be cocky. But he said, look, we, we felt that we were going to be able to run the ball. And we didn't feel like we did it. we would have any run call that wouldn't be successful. Like he basically said, we knew we could run the ball on this team. And that defensive front isn't all that different from last season. That's where they're strong. They're a little different at linebacker, but that front seven is actually where San Diego State's strength is supposed to be. And the Arizona offensive line really took it to San Diego State. And one of my MVPs of the game is Sam Lange. Uh Big Jonah, my boy, Jonah Savanea was battling some ankle injuries. He looked great in the post-game video. I expected him to be good. Jed Fish expected him to be good. But Lange, I think, played three different positions on the offensive line. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> And as a kid that couldn't see the field when he first got here. And now he's come this far. And 
it is absolutely like he deserves a game ball in my opinion because of what he was able to do and i don't know how he graded out and a part of me doesn't care because to come into a game and on the road and your first real extended action and play three different places on the line is just super impressive thanks jason i appreciate that all about the offense all right we're done with the offense great job and moving on to the defense who performed as we expected maybe a little more than expected um jason just walked off to go get more water and coffee oh he's back now uh we're gonna start with jerry roberts who was in the press room after the game i love jerry he had he had great energy i liked him (laughs) jerry's First of all, you can tell that Arizona uh, is excited to win when they talk a little shit in the post game. Not nothing like, man, that team sucked. But someone asked if he felt San Diego State was ready for the Heat and all that, and Jerry Roberts just straight up said, "No, they said, weren't ready at no, all. No, not at all. <laughs> they didn't expect what was coming at all." And he's probably right. But Jerry Roberts, you know, we've we've talked about this. Michael Luke asked me about him every damn time I'm on his show. Like Jerry Roberts is going to be up there with the league leaders and tackles. It's just the way that Arizona's defense is designed. He didn't leave the field. San Diego State didn't really run it. I mean, 58 plays. That's pretty bad. But Jerry Roberts had 12 tackles. Led the team in 12 tackles, six of them solo. He's going to leave the team in tackles this season, and it won't even be close. But he was all over the place. Vocal leader of the defense. Deserves uh, a lot of credit for what he did today. And then also just containing... uh... Brock Simbermeister of the Yonkers Cheese Fortune just containing the QB run game today. Can we just get this out of the way and be honest with everyone? Yes, please do. Brock Simbermeister sucks. Yeah, he's not great. And I think that oftentimes, Shelby, people get confused by thinking that veteran quarterbacks are always good. Like, oh, Brock Simbermeister is old. I'm old. I can't play quarterback. You haven't, you haven't played it once. Brock Simbermeister was awful and i think you have to credit arizona's defense as well but what was interesting was after the game jerry roberts said that they didn't spy burmeister they decided not to and they had practiced that for a few days this week and they basically said no braxton burmeister had 10 rushing attempts for 20 yards and a long of 11 so he really had nine rushes for nine yards did i do the math right shelby sure right so burmeister was not a runner. I mean, he might have had a few plays. Five for ten passing for 51 yards. They said, we're going to turn you into a pocket passer. He had as many passes as rushing attempts, and he was terrible, as Charles Barkley would say. Charles Barkley. Terrible. They didn't spy him. And and I thought to myself, oh, yeah, they're going to put a spy on him. I think we totally talked about that. Colby Cage is probably going to be a spy, or they'll play another linebacker or whatever, and they'll figure it out. But nope, they just said, (laughs) We're not going to do it. I don't even think you're good enough to spy, to be honest with you. And maybe it was going to come later in the game. But, like, early in the game, like, the first play, Hunter Eccles got to him. He should have had a sack. And, uh, you know, it, it, and so they got to him. And uh, it's actually weird. I thought Arizona had more sacks. It says they only finished with one sack. I thought they no, finished with more. it felt like they had a lot more. Um, but I think the, the difference was, you know, I don't, the stack guy was off because they said that Arizona didn't have any quarterback hurries either. And I'm pretty sure they had, like, 40. So... They're going to have to go back and watch that. Now that I look at that, they definitely had more than 
Yeah, there's a lot, again, again, there's a lot of jinky, janky things that happened today in the stadium. And even just, sorry, this is a regression of comment, but um, even the personnel working at the stadium seemed very flustered. They were nice, though. They were nice, but, like, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody, it just was not a clean operation at all. Well, I know that when I tried to find someone, they were all preoccupied because they heard a woman was ripping off doors. Oh, stop <laughs> it. It was just one time, Jason, in a bathroom. I don't know. Anyway, that's you just get locked into a bathroom and see how it feels. I would just crawl on the floor. I'm a man. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I just texted someone who's a report. I got no quarterback. I recently could. I'm not going to name the guy because yeah, sheer. I wouldn't put zero stock into any stat you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. It just. Even when they would announce the stats after like a touchdown or and like I heard a the goal, part. <laughs> the guy like took three times to get it right. Like there it were wasn't like good. there were like ten quarterback hurries in the participation chart. Now that I'm looking at it, is completely effing wrong. So hopefully all the numbers that I just read to you are correct. But yeah. you know, there's somebody <laughs> that's actually looking up stuff and like tracking your numbers. Too. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that the stats are right. Uh, the participation and defensive stats are absolutely. <laughs> I'll give them the tackles. There were definitely – it's saying that both teams didn't have any hurries. Uh, that's just wrong. That's wrong. But And so I know that there <laughs> were more than one I, – I think at least two or three sacks. Uh, Want to shout out Hunter Eccles. Hunter Eccles. He got hurt for a little bit. Return, he should be fine for Saturday, but uh, clearly is, is, is a nice addition to this team. Uh, you know, had the play on first down. I believe it was like the first play of the game. Played well when he was in there. San Diego State was one-dimensional, and again, it's hard. You don't know until you see other games why that is, if it's Arizona's defense or they just suck, but 7-16 passing for 62 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I mean, that's Arizona last year, am I right? It's pretty – I was going to say, it literally <laughs> was like watching Arizona, like, struggle because they want to move forward, but they can't because the personnel they have on the field just can't execute. And we also did say in our defensive preview – that it is difficult to replace NFL's level people. Right. And that is what San Diego State did this year. We're not making any excuses. It's just they are not the San Diego well, State that you saw last year either. Like, here's the thing, and, and this sounds bad, but whatever. Arizona replaced, for the most part, bad players. There's a good a couple of good players that left, right? But they replaced bad players. Right. And when you replace bad players, you're probably replacing them with good players. San Diego State had to replace Daniel Bellinger. In the NFL. Had to replace Bell, Greg Bell, running back, in the NFL. Had two linemen on the offensive line with experience. Like, 31 starts between them. And then no other guy had starts. Like, there's guys... It's just that, impossible. And So the idea that there wasn't going to be any offensive drop-off just made no sense. And, like, San Diego State got 170 rushing yards, which sounds cool, until you realize that it took 42 attempts to get it. Um, and they, you know, they averaged four yards a carry... It, you know, it, 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 and Cameron Davis was good, but he had 39, which means that he had s longest 17, which means that he had seven carries for 27 yards besides the long. Armstead, five for 33. He had the 19 late in the game. Bird was the guy that I thought they'd get more touches to the outside. He had three catches, sorry, three run runs for 22 yards and didn't get a catch. And that's the thing, like, Keenan Christian, I thought he'd be more in the passing game. Two catches, 19 yards. Jesse Matthews. Um, Arizona's actually shut him down two years in a row now. Two catches, 18 yards. But, like, Bellinger, NFL tight end. San Diego State had one catch, 
to a one reception to a tight end. One catch, 15 yards, that's it. So whether it's Arizona, San Diego State, you know, I we don't necessarily know, but I do know that in this game, San Diego State was very one-dimensional offensively. And a lot of credit should go to that defense. I thought Arizona, like even on that play that Rutherford didn't really know where the ball was against Shavers, it was still a really nicely thrown ball and a really difficult play to make against a receiver the size of Shavers. All right. Well, kudos to Arizona defense. You know, we're seeing improvement. We are impressed. And there's one comment I wanted to circle back around for the offense in that what Jed Fish showed today with the offense, and, you know, we're going to talk about coaching in a second, but just as far as what we saw on the field today is not even really scratching the surface of what Arizona can do based off of the things that you saw practice. Well, I mean, look, let's let's take a look. Like, Dorian Singer fumbled. Arizona would have had, like, a third and one. Just assume they picked it up, right? Arizona could have scored there. San Diego State scored because Josh Donovan moved to the left instead of the right, and oh. Kyle Ossendorf punted it off his ass, that which was, I'm that not was sure. so Arizona. I'm not sure how that plays, and on every show I mean, laughing at it. Amazing. I mean, now that Arizona won, Donovan can probably laugh at it. But, um, you know, it, it, it it's it, mistakes. Like, San Diego State should have had less points. Really, I mean the, yeah. the the fumble and then the, you know what whatever it may be and it it it's it, Arizona twenty five first down San Diego State fifteen six for thirteen the the big thing for me, Shelby was very clear, especially compared to last year we have spent every practice scrimmage, someone has asked Jed Fish about red zone, until Jed Fish was red in the face, Arizona was five. Of five in, in the, the red, red zone. zone, and he even commented in the press conference afterwards about that, and that it was just something that they had worked on, and clearly it's a high priority, and it paid off. So, speaking of coaching, Shelby, what have you been doing all day when it comes to coaching? Um, what you've been very uh, uh vocal about? Oh, I've been coaching. I've been very pro. Jedfish today. And very anti... And very anti-Brady... Ho- uh, I call him Hokey. It's, it's Someone Hoke, got mad right? at me online. It's I know it's Hoke, but he I think He says Hokey all the time. I think it's funny. I, I know that it's Hoke, and my brain keeps getting it wrong, yeah. so sorry. When you cover up rape, I can't pronounce your last name right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, Jed Fish coached the shit out of this game. Oh, get it, girl. And Brady Hoke decided... That he wasn't going to have a, a football team on the he field that was prepared. He can his ass back to the locker room, no matter so, what. Oh, my God, that was so good. As far as um, pure offensive calling, just calling the game, I thought that this was <laughs> refreshing for once. Like, after Rich Rod and then op- after Sumlin and just, like, all the shenanigans in between, it was nice. And I didn't even have to worry about that. It felt, like, really clean and that the plays that were being called. And, you know, Jaden had some – audibles there were some changes and little yeah i like that things. he called it at the line he called it at the line great he trusted his i think he got it from jed but still well you know but in any case it just felt like arizona's offense knew what they were doing and they were going to execute it to the best of their ability there was a point in the game where san Diego state was down multiple touchdowns and brady hook was just running and i think i even tweeted i turned to shelby and i said my man just wants to go home like it's he so was hot. Calling, he was calling the game like he basically said, look, we, we've lost this game. 
I'm just going to try to get some running backs confidence. Like, like Burmeister, when you look at Burmeister's stats, he threw 10 passes, Haskell threw 6. And if San Diego State is creating a quarterback controversy, then they're in deep shit because they got Burmeister for a reason. And, uh, and honestly, like, it was a different time in the game. Haskell wasn't that much worse than Burmeister. Wasn't much better. Couldn't complete a pass, but he ran for 19 yards. And also, while we're discussing the quarterbacks, if you're listening to this, the San Diego State equipment manager needs to figure out how to have his quarterbacks keep their helmets on. Someone's going to die out there. Yeah, I noticed that <laughs> there was a series where Burmeister just kind of got shoved a little. His helmet came off. No, it's Haskell. Was- Oh, it was Haskell. He was fumbling. And Burmeister's helmet came off multiple yeah, times. Yeah, he was fumbling with it. And then the next play, I think he got sacked, and it literally just flew off. It was kind of concerning. Yeah, it was funny. Well, you know. Concerns but are funny. Concerns are funny. So, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah, that's good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jason doesn't care. He's in it for blood. You know uh, what? You know what? Tell everybody what we listened to this morning as we got ready. Uh, I'm in California. I'm from California. I will listen to The Chronic yep. all morning long. We were blasting The Chronic this morning <laughs> so, to get ready for the game. That's what we do. And just to close it out. <clears throat> are we at that point already? There are still notes on the, the sheet. Uh, Where are we at? The note says, fish coach shit out of Hoke. Oh, I said San that already. State didn't look ready. Yep. And again, to summarize the coaching, you could give Nick Saban Arizona's roster last year and it was still going to look like shit. College football especially. College basketball especially. You are only usually as good as your personnel. There's a re- and, and development is very big. Development is a huge key. Don't get me wrong. But Nick Saban at Alabama isn't winning with three-star players. Ohio State isn't winning with three-star players. Right? I mean, it, and, and so... Like you're, you're most of the time in college football, there's always exceptions on a weekly basis, not a season basis on a weekly basis that you are only as good as your personnel. And I think that we saw that while Arizona still has a long way to go, that personnel isn't there yet. Defensively, there's some depth questions. Um, but what we saw today is the upgrade on offense was so major from last season that this, you know, all of a sudden, Brandon Carroll goes from shitty offensive line coach to good offensive line coach. That's not because, like... It's it, his fault. Right, and, and and I said that they blamed most of the offensive line problems last year on quarterback play. Better quarterback play, and all of a sudden, that offensive line looked pretty damn good today, didn't it? Against a very legitimate defense. So, look, you're only as good as your personnel most of the time, and it's, uh, you know, Arizona's personnel is is better. Just a huge breath of fresh air, really. Um, I will also say I love the fact that Jed Fish is so good at being Mr. Football because even before he stepped off the field, he did a video that Arizona Football um, tweeted out where he's already hyping next week's game, and he hadn't even really had five minutes of the game he just won being over. Um, I think that that's really a huge asset he's had since he walked in the door day one that people take for granted because we've had coaches that the previous few coaches weren't so great at it. Sean Miller. Not so great at it. Not so great at it. I, you know, I'm a team, I'm team Sean Miller, but like there was a huge weakness there. You've got to get to the people and get them in the seats. And the, and the way to do that is to be among the people and talking to them. So 
Shout out to Jed Fish. Um, he's always so good at that. And he, but and he's also very sincere. Like he really does care. It's not bullshit. So I'm I'm hoping obviously that more, more tickets got sold tonight. I'm sure Dave Hickey's hoping that too. But um, overall, it's really good to travel and to be out in the heat and to suffer and then have your football team win. And also, isn't this your first time you've been on the road and yeah, seen a team I see, win? Yeah, I don't think I've ever covered Arizona, maybe at ASU, but I don't think I've ever covered Arizona on a road game beyond that where they've won. So Shelby will now be going to all road games. <laughs> Apparently, I'm... We will start a GoFundMe I'm tomorrow. the lucky charm. If anybody wants to find out. I might have trip. to step foot in Berkeley. Don't think I want to do that, but we'll see. But <clears throat> this is a good one, Shelby. Okay. With that being said... Bear down. We're going to spend the day in San Diego tomorrow. We're going to spend the day in San Diego and drive back on Monday. We will not be at Jedfish's Presser. I will be watching it and tweeting about it, though. And we will start with our coverage all over again. I know. We got a we got Coming game off week. a win. We got game week. Mississippi State, real quick, not getting into them too much, but if you want to take two polar opposites on offense on a consecutive week basis, take San Diego State do the opposite and that's what Arizona's playing they're playing a pass heavy team 12 receivers caught a pass tonight um I think he had 450 passing yards they're going to throw the ball all over it's going to be real interesting to see how Arizona does against this offense without Marcel Yates that defensive also really quick (laughs) um shout out to Reese Davis yeah Reese Davis picked Arizona this morning in like a very and they Public, laughed at him. And they laughed at him. So you know what? Those people that laughed at Reese Davis, I hope Don't say the F word. Don't say the F word. Told them to go suck it. Yeah. And you know what? If Shelby ever finds your house, she's going to rip the door I'm off. rip your door off. Boom. Bear down. Shelby, be quiet. Let me talk. I want to give a shout out to my wife, who did a great job in the press box. Worked hard. Tweet game on top of things. Got quotes. And all that. Please follow her at Ms. Shelby K on Twitter because if you don't, she's gonna come to your house and rip your damn door off. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.